What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bart Wheeler, and I'm actually not joined by my co-host, Andrew Seifter, this evening. Andrew's doing a bit of traveling. Uh, We're still going to try and sync up and do some shows together, at least one per week here in the month of July. But I thought I'd go ahead and knock out a solo show. First time I've done it, this is my maiden voyage here, so I know uh, got a lot of new followers out there with Scott Fishbowl starting up soon. Really excited for that to start next week. I'm sure Andrew and I will talk about the draft and stuff in a week or two after that we get into that. Um, but this is not the normal podcast. Usually it's just it's me and Andrew talking, so this one's just going to be me. I um, have seen a lot of people putting out content here in July, getting excited for fantasy football. I thought I'd go ahead and write my favorite article uh, that I like to write, and I went ahead and posted our, over at rosrankings.com. And it's, uh, the title of it is, Who is This Year's Alfred Morris? Um, so I don't know if uh, all the listeners out here will remember Alfred Morris. Uh, he was a rookie in 2012 and with Washington, then Redskins, then football team, then command, now Commanders. <laughs> um, so yeah, Alfred Morris came up in 2012. He was a six-round pick. Uh, he wasn't slated to be you know, the running back uh, for Washington. They had Tim Hightower on the team, uh, who they got in free agency, I believe, and he was supposed to be, be the guy. I think he got hurt. People were getting excited about Roy Hallou. He was drafted much higher. Um, and, yeah, it ended up being Alfred Morris who broke through. So uh, what I do with this article is basically I've, I've noticed several trends uh, throughout, you know, the 10 or 12 years I've been writing about fantasy football, and this article kind of builds on itself year after year. And so I try to find, uh, you know, who's this year's Alfred Morris and then who's this year's so-and-so. So I'll get into all those players, but I'm going to start with Alfred Morris. Uh, the, the category here is a rookie running back who's not taken in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. Um, and he's basically undrafted in fantasy leagues, um, but who's going to be very fantasy relevant, you know, basically a fantasy starter by midseason. Um, in previous seasons, like in recent memory, it's been Elijah Mitchell. It's been James Robinson, Devin Singletary. You go back further, it's Alvin Kamara, it's David Johnson. It it seems crazy that some of these names, you know, these guys weren't (laughs) drafted highly, but they just weren't. You know, these guys were later round picks. Uh, There were other guys ahead of them. And uh, so, yeah, trying to figure out, like, who's going to be that guy this year? And I think it's very possible it could be Snoop Conner. Snoop Conner is a guy who the Jags drafted in the fifth round. He uh, He's out of Ole Miss. He had only, you know... 647 rushing yards last year he didn't really have a whole lot of rushing yards in his career but he had 13 touchdowns last year and you know again he's a guy who I look at his uh, the depth chart for Jacksonville they have Travis Etienne coming back from a Liz Frank injury that he missed all of last year they have James Robinson who uh, tore his Achilles so he's coming back from that Um, both guys could be healthy to start the season they might not be but it's just it's one of those things like how healthy are they going to be, you know, throughout the season too? Um, they've got new coaching staff there with Doug Peterson, who had a running back by committee approach in Philly. You know, he gave a lot of touches to running backs like Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood. I mean, if if there's Eagles fans out there listening, they know that like, you know, Miles Sanders didn't take off. Um, actually, now I'm trying to think if if Peterson was there for Sanders' rookie year. But in any event, with the with the running backs that Peterson had uh you know he gave a lot of different guys touches and i think it's very possible that snoop connor could get an opportunity especially with those guys coming off injuries if one of them is not fully healthy he could be that guy who breaks through 
And if you check out the article over at rosrankings.com, you'll see I give an honorable mention for each category. My, honor, my honorable mention is Kyron Williams, who also is looking at a depth chart with Cam Akers ahead of him, who's, again, we saw him come back in the playoffs last year, didn't look like himself. We'll see how he does this year. Darrell Henderson has not been, uh, you know, great at staying healthy himself. So it's possible that Kyron Williams could be a late-round uh, pick who finds a, a path to, uh, you know, fantasy starter as well. All right, so let me get into a couple other categories here. Who is this year's Danny Woodhead? So <laughs> this is a veteran running back who's nowhere near like a top 20 preseason running back based on average draft position, ECR, what have you. But he'll end up being top 20 rest of the season. Or, or you know, when, when the season's over, he'll be a top 20 running back. And it's I feel like I'm cheating here. And I said this in the article, but like, Cordero Patterson, <laughs> you know, he was a top 10 running back last year. And right now he's the RB 36 based on ECR over at fantasy pros. His ADP is around RB 32. So I'm not saying that he's going to be a top 10 running back again, but I do clearly see a path to a top 20 running back again. I mean, Atlanta, you know, they let Mike Davis walk in free agency. They got Damian Williams. They drafted Tyler Algier, but like, I don't know. I mean, they say that like Cordero Patterson's not going to get as many touches in the running you know, as a running back this year, but we'll see. I mean, and if that's the case, it might just mean that he gets more touches as a receiver, which would be just fine. <clears throat> you know, last year he was second in running in uh, of all running backs in receiving yards behind Austin Eckler. Eckler had 647 receiving yards. Cordero Patterson had 548. So, you know, it's very possible that Patterson just gets a little more work in the receiving game. That's fine. I guess check check uh, whichever platform you're on. Make sure he is running back eligible or if he's running back wide receiver. Uh, it gives you even more uh, flexibility there. So nothing wrong with that. Guys, other than Danny Woodhead, guys who fit this category in previous years, you know, Darren Sproles, Chris Thompson, Theo Riddick, James White, a lot of kind of shifty smaller guys. Uh, but then last year, Patterson, and also James Conner. So you could see a guy who's a veteran who gets like a lot of touchdowns like Conner who could potentially fit this category. But we'll have to wait and see. I think Patterson could actually do it again. And he's, I mean, you're getting a discount. Uh, people aren't really believing it. So why not take it? All right. Next category is who is this year's Tyreek Hill? So Tyreek Hill was a rookie in 2016. Uh, this description uh, of this category is like a rookie run, a wide receiver who's a late round, maybe even undrafted fantasy pick, but he ends up being a top 25 wide receiver. So it's hard to believe that like Tyreek Hill in 2016 was that guy. Uh, Keenan Allen in 2013, Odell Beckham Jr. in 2014, which is, you know, it's crazy. Like he had a great rookie season, but it's, he started out injured. Um, I mean, the names on this list are, are crazy. Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, T Higgins, the list goes on and on of rookies who were just late round picks. And now it used to be that a rookie wide receiver would break out in year three uh, and, you know, like, or a receiver would break out in year three and then it kind of became year two. And now it's almost like, gosh, if you're not a rookie wide receiver breaking out right away, what's, what are you doing? So I think more and more, uh, I mean, this category, like it's still hitting last year. It was, I'm on Ross St. Brown. He, he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he ended up having a really good year and ended up being a top 25 receiver. So the guy I can see <clears throat> fitting this this year is Romeo Dubs. Um, you know, the Packers took Christian 
Watson much earlier than Dubs, but I mean, it's very possible that Christian Watson is not the best rookie wide receiver here. Obviously, there's a couple hundred targets gone with uh, Devontae Adams and Marcus Valdez-Scantling now with different teams this year. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has to throw to somebody. It'll be interesting to see if, if it's Christian Watson, if it's Dubs, if it's, I mean, Alan Lazard's still there. He still has Cobb. They brought in Sammy Watkins. So there's a lot of different guys, and I just think, like, Dubs is a guy who's being drafted outside of the top 300 picks right now. Um, so I like the value. And if you're going to take a shot with a quarterback who's really good, like Rodgers, you know, very accurate. If Dubs is good early, I could see Rodgers starting to believe in him and just throw to him. So why not take a shot there? Um, <clears throat> Dubs also had 1,000 uh, receiving yards in each of his last years at Nevada and had 20 receiving touchdowns combined in those last two seasons. So the production has been there. Honorable mention in this category, I have Justin Ross out of Clemson. Obviously, the health concerns there, but like if he's healthy, there's opportunity there in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Again, picking a really good quarterback doesn't hurt there. So uh, Justin Ross is another guy you can get pretty late, like around kind of the 250 to 300 range. Uh, you could take a flyer on, basically get him in free in most leagues. So we'll see if one of those guys can be this year's Tyreek Hill. All right, the next category is like a young starting quarterback ready to make the leap from one fantasy quarterback uh, tier to the next. Last year, we saw Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow make that leap into kind of that top five territory. I mean, this year, it's pretty clear to me it's Trey Lance. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, we saw the Baker Mayfield trade recently. I think it's possible Jimmy G is still going to get traded somewhere. Maybe Seattle, who, who clearly still needs a quarterback. But if not, maybe they release him. I just don't, I don't see Trey Lance not starting week one. And um, I think it's time. And Trey Lance is a guy like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to predict how he'll do. We haven't really seen a whole lot of him, a lot of him in the NFL yet, but you have to look back to his 2019 season all the way back for North Dakota state where he had 2,700 yards passing 28 touchdowns. He had 1100 yards rushing and 14 rushing touchdowns. I know like, I don't want to compare him to like a Lamar Jackson type, but like it wasn't that long ago, like 2019, we were looking at Lamar. He was a mid round pick, mid to late round pick uh, in fantasy. And obviously he did it at Louisville, uh, won the Heisman, you know, Trey Lance did it at a much smaller school, but I mean, I could see Trey Lance being that Konami code quarterback who is, is the guy who finishes in the top five and gets a lot of, uh, you know, the rushing yards and everything. So Assuming he's the week one starter, I think Trey Lance is that guy who's ready to take the next step. Okay, the next uh, next category. Who is this year's Alex Collins? <sighs> that's a name that <laughs> haven't heard in a while. So that's all the way back from 2017. So this is all about second-year running backs. So you have to keep an eye on second-year running backs because, you know, these guys tend to be mid to late round fantasy picks. Uh, they're often in a timeshare. But... Here's a list of guys who have been top 25 fantasy running backs uh, in year two. Joyke Bell, Giovanni Bernard, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, and last year it was A.J. Dillon. We had a couple years where this trend didn't hit. Um, Rashad Penny got hurt in 2019. He looked really good when he played, and, you know, be interested to see what he does this year. But uh, <clears throat> And then a couple years ago, Cam Akers kind of cut into Darrell Henderson's touches, but Henderson was kind of on his way. To fitting this as well so this year 
I think the second-year guy who could – I mean, there's a lot of second-year guys who you could fit the category. Like Khalil Herbert could fit the category if, like, Dave Montgomery gets hurt. You could say Kenneth Gainwell might carve out a role. But I think Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots, like, he could actually fit into this role without any kind of injury to Damian Harris. Like, the Patriots are a run-heavy team. They've been the top 12 uh, top twelve in the NFL in rush attempts every year since 2015. So they, they run the ball. Um, whether it was Tom Brady, whether it's now Mac Jones, they run the ball. So they drafted a couple guys themselves. James White, James White might be healthy, but I'm not worried about it. I think Stevenson showed a lot last year. Found an article on PFF where Stevenson was a top top ten running back in missed tackles per uh, forced per attempt, which is <laughs> really nice to see. Um, just a really good running back last year. He flashed, you know, just really good at times. So, excuse me. Um, so anyway, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, he's a second year guy. I'm really looking at honorable mention in this category for me is Michael Carter. But again, with Brees Hall there, you know, I think Brees Hall is going to be kind of the bell cow. It's possible Michael, Michael Carter gets plenty of workload to be a top 25 back, but I don't know. I see it more with Stevenson. And the last category for me, this one's a random one. (laughs) Um, it's tight end. It's who is this year's Gary Barnage from 2015. Um, there's a ton of tight ends who have been basically undrafted in fantasy leagues, but they end up being a top five tight end. So, like I said, Barnage did it in 2015. Yeah, Julius Thomas in 2013 had all those touchdowns. Kyle Rudolph in 2016. Evan Ingram in 2017. 2018, we had Eric Ebron and Jarrett Cook. Both kind of come out of nowhere and be top five guys. Darren Waller, you know, in 2019. Robert Tunyon in 2020. Last year, Dawson Knox almost made the list. He was top six, but he also wasn't like, you know, nobody. Like people were, he wasn't really like off the radar. So anyway, for this year, I'm looking at Cameron Brait. Um, now we saw Gronk retire. Let's assume he stays retired. I think Cameron Brait going as like the tight end. Uh, I'm looking at Fantasy Pros ADP. He's the... Tight end 26 in drafts right now, so undrafted, right? I mean, most most leagues are, are one tight end, so like you get past tight end 15 or 16, and they're undrafted. So tight end 26 is pretty far far down. Yeah, Brait, you know, the last couple of years he's played with Brady, but he's had Gronk there. Um, before that, he's had O.J. Howard there the whole time since 2016. And, you know, when, you know, Brait's been in the league quite a few years, but when, you know, when he didn't have O.J. Howard or Gronk there, he was the number six uh, fantasy tight end. Now, granted, that was a long time ago. He's not a spring chicken anymore. But, like, Gronk was a top five tight end last year. He had 800 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Gronk is, like, kind of a shell of himself these days, even if he, like, unretires. You know, I'm kind of hoping he kind of stays retired because I think Brait is a really nice sleeper. Um, I think he could end up with, like, maybe 600 yards, seven or eight t- touchdowns, which could end up being, like, a top five finish, I think. You know, with guys like Chris Godwin coming off an ACL, you've got uh, Russell Gage is new to the team. I, I just think, like, Brady at least has some rapport with Brate, and I think, you know, he could have plenty of yards and touchdowns. If Gronk unretires, you know, all bets are off. I'll go to my honorable mention, uh, former VCU basketball player Mo Alley-Cox. I think maybe he can do something in uh, Indy there with, with Matt Ryan. So we'll see. So... I think that's it. I got, I got, I kind of got through my article. 
I know it's a quick one. Um, I didn't think I could even talk for 15 minutes straight by myself, but here we are. I hope you enjoyed it. Andrew and I are going to be back in a few days. We're going to do a baseball podcast. Like I said, we're going to have probably a football podcast after the Scott Fishbowl gets going next week. So anyway, go to rosrankings.com, check out the article, and you can follow me on Twitter at Barton Wheeler. We appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm out of here. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.